Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. This is episode 1109 titled Thanks and Giving and we are your co-hosts Lady J and T. How are you T? Mm, better than this episode. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Oh, that was good. <laughs> that got me. <laughs> I'm okay. I gotta be honest, I'm battling a little bit of fatigue today, which doesn't bode well for the three episodes we're about to record. <laughs> we got all the energy in the world. Mm, I'm trying. Mm. I'm trying to muster it. And then we got this turd of an episode to talk about. Oh, dude, it really is a turd. The thing is, is like, why is it a turd? Really? Because in fact, it should be a good episode. Yeah. And it's, it has a potential. Yeah. Like, I like the whole thing about dealing with the airport drama yeah i think that's like it was probably still a very prevalent conversation in 2007 or Mm -hmm. late 2006 when this aired like you know fresh off the heels of 9-11 i'm sure a lot of like the tsa regulations like started to like kick in around this time you know like certain things about like what you can and can't say everyone's on high alert yeah the minute ruthie opens her mouth like everybody around her is like walks away like who the fuck is this crazy person you know yeah it should be interesting and instead it just plays as boring Mm -hmm. it does play as boring for sure and then on the other side you've got like lucy at home dealing with Questions of faith and, you know, doubt. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. And she's so optimistic and so happy and she's keeping her family together. And that's also boring. I know. I mean, it's less boring than the airport stuff. It just felt like... What's the word I'm trying to... I don't know. It it was more... Lucy, I felt like, was just healing the wounds of everybody and just putting a smile on her face and nothing fun about it. And then why why have an episode like this? Really, why have an episode like this? It feels very fillery. Yeah. Like, throwaway episode? Mm -hmm. Is that one of... Is that... Is that too soon to say about this episode in this season? No, I don't think so. I think that's exactly what this is. Episode 9 is a nothing episode yeah it's it's not advancing story yeah it's it's in fact all it's really doing is bridging the gap between so in the last episode it was all about bringing ruthie home yeah and then in the next episode it's like back to normal like ruthie's home yeah so this is literally like that bridging moment of like getting ruthie home yeah so diving in we open with Ruthie, Eric, and Annie at the airport, mm-hmm. and they're griping about the fact that they had to go through like a questioning, like like an interrogation and yeah. whatever. And Ruthie is so like uppity about it, yeah. But in a way where she's she's doing that whole thing that that people do when they go to Europe, Europe. for the first time, yeah. When exactly they come that. back. And they're like, oh, Americans, like, they're so stupid. Like, yep. they don't understand anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> she keeps saying, like, this would never happen in Scotland. Like, yeah. why can't I, an American citizen, come back to my home without threat of being a terrorist or whatever? Yeah. And Annie just has to be like, dude, keep your fucking voice down. Like, she's acting like a child. She really is. And it was annoying and... To act like you you really have no idea that the words that you're using have no consequences is, I'm sorry, flat out stupid. And yeah. I don't like using that word, but I'm, uh, but it's flat out fucking stupid. Yeah, she's being willfully stupid here. Yeah. Like, not only is she 
talking shit about the security measures that have been implemented at the airport. Yeah. But she's putting herself in a position where she's making herself like she she might as well shine an arrow on her and be like, question me more. <laughs> like throughout the entire yeah. Do you trust anybody or do you admire anybody that has a record? She's like, Oh yeah, I'm both my sisters. Like, get out of here. Well, okay. See that part though, I had to give it to her because when you've already been back, when you've already been pulled back again for questioning and yeah. they're asking you questions, like you should just be honest. Like yeah. there's no sense in lying about it because it's not like they don't already know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I kind of respect that. Like, and I don't think she was doing it just to be difficult. I genuinely like, I mean, she probably was if we're being honest with ourselves, but at the same time, it's like, okay, be honest. Like what do you have to lose? Yeah. It's not like you, it's not like they actually were terrorists. Exactly. You know? No, the, Again, no problem with her saying it, but it's the it's the way she delivers it, though. I think that's what bothers me. It's the way she delivers everything in yeah. this episode. She's so, like, blasé about it. And not even blasé, but, like, she's so, like, better than this yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, you know? Quite the shit talker. In your opinion, do I look like I'd hijack a plane? They probably searched anyone with a one-way ticket. You weren't the only one, and that was over an hour ago. Give it up. It's over. I'm a hijacker. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Codename Curly Top. I'm going to hijack a plane. Will you please just keep your voice down? We didn't have these problems like Glasgow or even Heathrow. I hate American airports. Why? Because people here are trying to protect lives? Whose lives? Has anyone ever hijacked a plane fitting my description? What is the alternative? Profiling? Well, yeah. Not racial profiling, but terrorist profiling, like they do in Israel. So that I, an American citizen, can fly into my homeland to my own home without being treated like an Al-Qaeda operative. You remember the difference between a right and a privilege? A right is something that can't be taken away from you. So this is a privilege, flying home to be with your family at Thanksgiving. This is a privilege, and if you don't treat privileges like they're privileges, they have a way of just disappearing. I like what Eric says here. I do too, but I love his delivery because he's exhausted. <laughs> oh my God, he's so tired. He's like, he he's so close to like, I'm going to kill my own daughter, but I'm going to hold Except it Except he can't because he can't even keep his eyes open. I long know. Enough. <laughs> it's like, do you know that difference between right privilege? <laughs> Let me tell you. And then I'm going to nap. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, but he's he's not wrong. Like, I don't know. It's hard for me to think of. No, but it is though. Like flying, being able to travel in on a plane across yeah. the country or anywhere is a privilege, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. If only, if only, like everybody could do it. If only everybody can do it. Because let's be real; those ticket prices are fucking expensive. No, but I don't mean it like from a place of privilege. I mean like literally. Oh, well. it's a privilege. Like it's yeah. not. It's not. A right? I don't know. I don't. Maybe it's not even either. Maybe that's the false dichotomy. Like it's not. It's not that it flying or being able to travel is the difference between a right and a privilege. Hmm. It's just that in order to to make it good for everybody, certain uh, concessions need to be made, and we all know that. Yeah. Even before nine yeah. eleven, when there was less security measures, where where your family could like go to the gate with you and Those see you were off. the best right? days. Yeah. But even then, right, we had to deal with stuff. There was yeah, still yeah. metal still detectors. To, yeah, yeah. You still had to take your shoes off and go. Like, yeah. maybe not shoes. I don't know. I don't know, know about shoes. I, I can't know, remember. Maybe not. I don't, can't remember either. But yeah, metal detectors, but, all that know, shit was you real. you still had to stand in lines. You still had to check your bags. Like, you know, it's like, it's like let's not forget here yeah. that, you know, certain concessions have to be made. And in light of the shitty thing that happened. Yeah. Like, 
extra security measures were put in place. Boo-hoo. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well. At the same time, I completely understand, like, it sucks having to, like, be questioned and, like, I hope they weren't, like, cavity searched or whatever, but I don't know. They don't, they don't indicate that they were, but. I've only once been, like, asked to go to a private room oh shit to be searched and i and i looked at them like you've lost your mind why <laughs> mm. but of course like i you're going to because yeah if you resist they'll boot you exactly but i looked at them i was like what <laughs> oh my god what did they do and they just take you to another room they search you a just a little more thoroughly i guess <laughs> um and then like they really go through your bags in front of you more than usual yeah and I, the pat down is just more severe that's the best Aww. way to put it but i was i looked at them and i look i'm like i did nothing <laughs> dude okay so this is a really funny story so when i went to the uk yeah four three whatever however many years ago it was um it five years ago sorry <laughs> i had my numbers wrong so um i was traveling alone and it was my first time like being in europe mm-hmm. and like doing this kind of a thing by myself right yeah so what do i know about like limits on the like the like the amount of goods you can bring in and out oh, of the- yeah. well, i don't know anything i know that i bought a shit ton of souvenirs for myself or my family whatever yeah and i and i meticulously okay meticulously tetris the shit out of them and got them to fit in this pink little tote bag that i had <laughs> that that was still able to like be laid flat you yeah. know and fit underneath a chair so that and i was so worried that things would break so i didn't want to pack them so yeah. i purposely had them be in my carry-on so that i could keep an eye on them you know kind of yeah. thing so here I am, I go through security, I'm just waiting at the gate for them to let us board, and as I'm sitting there, they go, All right, like, come over here. And so the plane is boarding, okay? Yeah. And they decide to completely topsy-turvy my bag of souvenirs oh. and, like, go through every single... Pa- they unwrapped every single package, and then, they, of course, they just left me there, and I have to board the fucking plane, and I have no time to redo it. Aren't okay? they the best... And all because I said, like, because I declared, like, over whatever the standard amount limit is, because I I was being honest about how much money I Mm -hmm. spent, you know? Like, what do I know? Yeah. And they're like, uh, uh, whatever. And then when they saw what it was, like, tchotchkes and shit, they're like, okay, it's fine. But, like, god damn it. You're like, I put all this energy and you just threw it to shit. And I'm, I'm like, telling them, I'm like, you are a fucking monster, I told them. I go, do you see how meticulously this was packed? You're a monster. And she's like, just doing my job. Just doing my job, ma'am. Oh, I was so pissed. Where, was this here or, or at was Heathrow? It? Heathrow is such a beast. Oh my god! They're, like they have no shame. Uh, I mean, I get it. I know that they're doing their job. I trust me. I know. But at the same time, like, why are you? All I'm surprised a human being. But, but like, why are you all surprised by the wrath from the <laughs> right. passengers that are trying to catch their flight? Like, don't be. They're tired, and you're fucking with their bags yeah. nonstop. Yeah. I I almost lost my shit at Heathrow too. But I was like, don't 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 don't. You don't want to get. Paid. Dude, I had disposable cameras that I had taken with me. Yeah. And she almost fucking like broke them apart. Like on my disposable cameras. Yeah. 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 Never travel with a laptop. I don't care what anybody says when they tell me. Dude, when you travel with a laptop, they make you 
take it out, yeah. turn it on. Oh, no. I haven't had to turn mine on. Not here in the U.S. Oh, other places. You go... Any country outside of the U.S., okay, they yeah. ask you to turn on your laptop. You're like, are you kidding me? I don't have time. I'm going to like. Yeah, I know. Y- you're going to slow down. Just don't. <laughs> Just don't. Get a really great phone and really great like whatever terabytes, all that shit. Just make sure you have that ready. So basically, Ruthie's right this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Ruthie. No, but. but- I don't know. Listen, yeah, it's not it's not fun going through all that rigmarole. No one likes it. No it's annoying does. as shit. But we all have like tacitly yeah. agreed, you know. The like, only people I joke around with is TSA, and hopefully, like, oh no, they make me so nervous. Oh, uh, I joke around with them, especially whenever I when I opt out. Like oh, they all yeah. look at me like I know that they're like cussing me out in their minds. They're like, they don't want to do it. They, I, I don't want it either. But like, I go and I ask them. I'm like hey, how are you doing? And I start talking and then like, I get a smile. I'm like, okay, my day got better. <laughs> you kind of have to. I don't know. Cause I mean, yeah, I just, my, my thing is like, cause I recognize that like, if they, if they perceive me to be anything other than who I know myself to be, like, yeah. it doesn't matter my intentions or who I actually am. Yeah. If they, if I get on the shit list, like, I, like that's it I'll never fly again I kind know. of thing so I'm always just like super like nervous and which probably makes me look even more sketchy than I than I am right like <gasps> like oh like hello you know but um but yeah like I'm always just like just get through this just you'll be fine everything's gonna be okay like <laughs> and then as soon as I'm at the other end I can put my shoes back on I'm good <laughs> God, putting the shoes back on yeah <laughs> oh well but yeah, Ruthie sucks. Ruthie's like not the greatest and her parents are annoyed by her and it's it's annoying. Yeah. Everyone's talking about their fear of flying or fear of this and fear of that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they even who who was that guy? Who was the officer? Officer Oh, the one who's interrogating them? Yeah. So my favorite is like they've taken him right uh-huh. then separately took annie and ruthie mm-hmm. then they've released eric back yeah while annie and ruthie are still being questioned yeah and then he's sitting there and then the officer comes back to eric yep and starts asking him questions about lucy and mary you're not related to a Lucy Camden who had a problem at the Buffalo Airport a few years ago, are you? Yeah, uh, yes, she's my daughter, but you know that that problem that, that wasn't really a security problem, and it, it it led to her marrying the officer who was working there at the time. I think I'm a little old for Ruthie, don't you think? No, no, I see, I wasn't suggesting that you marry my teenage daughter. Is that what you thought? You're going to need to ask me a few more questions, aren't you? No, sir. Not me. The Port Authority. Oh. Uh, it's just routine, just routine procedure. Mary Camden. She's another daughter. She was arrested for some problem at school. She was a minor. That, that information is supposed to be sealed. Just connecting the dots. Okay, what is the Port Authority? I don't know. Is that a thing? I have no idea. Was that a New York thing? I truly no idea. I, I didn't even bother looking it up, but then again, you know, with this episode... <laughs> I mean, because I get it, like, maybe because it's an international situation, but they already got their, through their international leg of their flight. They're in New York. They're going to go to California. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird, whatever. Uh, so then they have to call him back. And as they're calling him back, Ruthie, come, I mean, Annie comes out and she's like, they're asking about Lucy and Mary. <laughs> 
And then he's, I mean, the whole thing is just like back and forth. And this officer, because Eric's like, you know, we're going to miss our flight. They just call final boarding. Like, what the hell? And yeah. he's like, and he's all like, don't worry. I got you guys booked on another flight. Would they ever do that shit? Never. No, they wouldn't. They never do that. They always look at you and go, okay, go find your next flight. Right. And pay the difference. Yeah. It's never on any of them. Are you kidding me? I wish. The fucking, That's the best officer the I've ever officer met. officer who's like, don't worry about your flight. I got you. <laughs> like, really? I, that I hated. That really pissed yeah. me off because it's so not real. It's, it's so not true. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, Brenda Hampton? Yeah. Why are we, like, painting this whole thing with, like, rose-colored glasses? Exactly. You know? So, whatever. Long story short, they get on their flight and it's, like, past midnight yeah. And it's annoying. Poor but things. they're happy to be ho- getting home. <laughs> yeah. And apparently they got a gift. Yeah. So meanwhile, they're dealing with that in New York. Lucy is on the front lines back at home. Yep. So we see that she's feel Well, first of all, we see that apparently everybody in the fucking snow globe. Yeah has brought food to the Camden house. Yeah, dude. Just like casseroles upon casseroles. Because I guess, they whatever, because Eric is sick. But like, Eric's not even home. Yeah. And like, all of this food didn't get eaten. Watching the teens clean up this like, gross food. Yeah. Really made me sick. Like, it was so nasty. It's the sound of it. It's like seeing the dirty dishes and her not even really washing it, handing it to Margaret. Margaret's like, I can't do this. And, she- and neither of them are scrubbing. They're just like rinsing and like barely holding anything because yeah. it's gross. Like, ew. <laughs> it's so nasty. It's ridiculous. And also went on for way too long. Uh, it was like a fucking 15 minute scene of them silently washing casserole dishes. Exactly. So annoying. So Lucy comes in and she's like, you guys, this place is a fucking mess. My dad's coming home tonight. Like, the last thing he's going to want to do is, like, come home to this mess. I don't want my mom to have to clean. Like, get a move on, kids. Yeah. Let's do this. And they're like, don't worry. We got this. And so they send Margaret yeah. to go with the twins and come up with something fun and whatever that they can do. Mm-hmm. As like a welcome home yeah. for Eric, Annie, and Ruthie. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they do that too is because they don't trust Margaret yeah. to like Pick out be a- involved in like real decisions or whatever. <laughs> Apparently. So they're like, and besides the twins need a babysitter. So they're like, mm-hmm. you go perfect. You like kids anyway. This is up your alley. You'd handle that. Meanwhile, T-Bone and Jane mm-hmm. have something else up their sleeves. We find them going to a mattress store yeah and looking for a new mattress for eric and annie yeah which i don't know why i don't get it either is that like a thing (laughs) is that like a common like oh you're dying here's a mattress (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm like that's a great gift but why it seems so unnecessary like were they complaining about their bed i don't know so that's what they want to do. And mind you, they don't want to pay for it. So they're trying to convince the owner of the mattress yeah. store to do gift it mm-hmm. to them as like a charitable donation or whatever, uh-huh. which then he could like use to publicize his place. Like, oh, see, we've we've gifted this mattress to a dying man or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. 
Did you recognize the guy playing the mattress store? No. Did you ever watch Weeds? Uh, a couple episodes. I won't place oh, him. Okay. But he well, he's he's the dad. He's the not the dad, but the dad of the no the husband of the woman who is also a '90s staple. And now it's gonna escape me. Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure he was on Friends before too. Hmm. Although I don't know. Anyway, he was familiar. Um. So anyway, so they tell this guy, they're like, listen, you're going to want to do this because trust me, like you can get the, you can get this advertised on the radio and do a whole promotion, whatever, whatever. So basically Eric and Annie and Ruthie come home. It's this cute thing of like when the twins see her, they're like, Ruthie. Yeah. They like hug her and it's really sweet. And it's it's all good and then they go upstairs because they have a surprise for them Mm -hmm. and margaret and the twins start singing is it this land is my land Mm -hmm. is that the name of the song i don't know (laughs) yeah truly i don't know the name of this land is my land this land is your land from the new york islands to the what? No, isn't it know. from the two from the from Gulf, Gulf Stream, Stream waters, waters and whatever to the something? I don't and know either. To the blah blah. Uh, yeah, I honestly didn't know how many verses were in that song either. Uh-uh. Because rest assured, ladies and gentlemen, Margaret and the twins sing every last one of them, mm-hmm. and I love that the that the editing joke of the scene is like they keep like fading out and fading, fading back it, in, yeah. like it's still going on. <laughs> you know? And their faces are classic too because they're like. It's the keeping a pixel like how long do I have to keep the smile? At some point Ruthie just bounces. Yeah. Did you catch that? She like halfway through the thing, she's like, and good night. And yeah. just goes up to her room. <laughs> and of course And Jane and T Bone are like, Oh my god. And Lucy's there like, I didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like I got to go. <laughs> um so finally they finish, big finish, down on their knees. Margaret's dressed as the Statue of the Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. We haven't said that yet. Um, finally they finish, and then Eric and Annie are like, okay, let's go to bed. And T-Bone and Margaret are like, ah, but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so they take them to their bedroom where there's... A fancy new mattress. Yeah, dude, but it's a really high mattress. Very high, but it's also because there's all these electronics underneath yeah. it, probably. It's one of those like dual beds where yeah. like you, you can control the height and the angle of mm-hmm. each side. You can sit up in bed. You can have your legs up. You can blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like that perfect dad. It's yeah. in this commercial. I've got to admit, I've always wanted a bed like that. <laughs> I wonder what it, I wonder how comfortable or not comfortable that is. And like to feel it like lift you up, right? Like, are you in the best position? I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like anybody that's got one of those really likes it. Probably. I mean, which I, mean, I only know from Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard because they recently got themselves a bed like that. It's not a dual one, mm. but like it's the kind where they can control the firmness on their side, oh. but it's not like two separate beds. It's like one bed. Yeah. It's a sleep number. Is I that guess, what they call yeah. it? Yeah. Like everyone discusses how they sleep on each other. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's one of those and they did this whole like IGTV series where they were like talking about it and stuff and it felt like it was real. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like I would dig it mainly so that I could like 
prop myself up. I think I'd be using it mostly for that. Like, so I could like read in bed or watch TV in bed, like, and not have to be on my side or whatever Mm -hmm. awkwardly or have my, like my back, like straight up against my headboard like to have a bit of an angle. I forget. There was like this ridiculous, like meme of, um, how to, how, how do you read your book in your, in your room? Mm -hmm. And it's like someone laying in bed and then on their side, sitting up with all the pillows behind them, (laughs) their back against, um, like their butts on the floor, but their back is against the bed. Like all the positions you do in your room while reading a book. And yeah, it's exactly that. It's so difficult for me to get comfortable reading in bed. Oh yeah. I don't know what the happy medium is. I don't like, know if there is one because I find myself on my side, on my stomach, then on my yeah, back. Yeah, and like, then and then if you're on your side, like your arm like, gets tired because you're constantly having to prop yourself up to turn the page yeah. or whatever, you know? Like, I know. Yeah, it's it's not fun. <laughs> no, you're constantly moving around, mm-hmm. but you're like you're glued to the book, but you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving. Your body's moving, but your eyes are glued. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to learn how to read a book in bed, you can always contact Lady JNT. <laughs> That's right, at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah, so then they reveal this bed, and Eric's like, is it a hospital bed? <laughs> I mean, it's a legit question. And That's what I would have thought, question. too. And they're so proud of themselves, though. Like, they're genuinely so happy about it. And Lucy, once again, has to be like, I had no idea this was happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. But they take it in stride. Like, they're good. They're good about it. You know, yeah. obviously, they're just tired. Like, ultimately, it's like, yeah. just go so I can sleep. But they do. They get into bed and they kind of like it in the end. And they get, like, all, like, sexy time. But my favorite is they pull the covers. <laughs> Donated by blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this giant advertisement for the mattress place dude which do mattress stores sell comforters is that a thing i don't know (laughs) like why wouldn't that have been on the mattress like you know what i mean like yeah why would you put your advertiser advertisement on the thing that's not the thing that you sell exactly (laughs) that's the weirdest part it's so funny and i think we're led to believe like they don't know that it's there like because they're pulling the covers like to be over themselves like yeah to where they wouldn't see it kind of thing yeah because they keep saying things like oh we should return it they probably spent a fortune oh yeah. blah, blah. i'm like wait and then you see donated you're like you didn't know yeah they didn't know so weird how does that how do you well, miss that well because right and but i also think like it's not like t-bone and jane we're gonna admit that like because oh, yeah. it's not about that right it's mm-hmm. just like we did something nice we got you a bed it doesn't matter how we came by it yeah. right like and i i don't know i think that they're gonna like it like i i think we're led to be like yeah it's fine they're gonna keep it kind i of think thing. so yeah they'll use the bed the only thing that bugs me is that there's two beds like that crease in the middle is yeah. gonna bug me mm-hmm. like I don't know. I like to have that that sense of like this is one bed. Exactly. You know. No, I hear you. Yeah, because you'll feel that. Yeah, that line, that separation, you'll definitely feel Plus, it like, while you're sleeping. How do you have sex if there's a crease in the middle? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get on yeah, your you side. Get on your side, which is how the olden day couples had to be, right? At least on television. Yeah, like Lucy I love and Ricky Lucy. days, yeah. like. When they're making a baby, they're twin beds. Yes. When they're making baby, their beds were close together. Uh And then then as soon as she got pregnant, it was like, oop, separate again. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. What? Yep. I mean, that's that's one of the jokes in Maisel, even in the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah. There's I think it's season one. It has to be where 
she hears like her mom in the bedroom like there's all these noises coming out yeah so she like peeks her head in and her mom is like separating the beds because uh-huh. they obviously like put them together you know <laughs> yeah That's dude so cute <laughs> and like pleasantville i remember that movie too oh, i haven't seen that one in so long there th- there's that one scene that um they go by the furniture or mattress store or something like that and they see a queen size bed and everyone is just staring at it like oh, what shit. the fuck is this <laughs> yeah i remember that uh imagine the first person who got to sleep in a queen size bed seriously what novelty that must have I, been i really like that movie pleasantville i have a good one i haven't seen it in years yeah but you gotta admit um oh what's her name now reese witherspoon no uh Oh, Kristen Johnson. No, that's not it. No. Who's the, who is it in there? Oh, God, I'm forgetting her name, but she's in the Upside of Anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joan, Joan, yeah. Joan something. Not Joan Allen. Am yeah, I it is up? Joan Allen. Okay. Yeah. When Joan Allen like basically has an orgasm yeah, in the bathtub yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything turns into color, I was yeah. like, that is really nicely done. It that's was cool. It was pretty, too. It's a great movie. Yeah. I what was it. it about in the end? It was about just like living your life like to the fullest or whatever. Basically, yeah, because I mean, they're always in black and white. They're always in this space. They're always in that yeah. square. And Tobey Maguire's character is all about, oh, it would be so great to be there. And then he's in and he goes, I don't know. Like this isn't living. Yeah. So then they so that he's like introduces like life into the place. And Color then, and yeah. choices and yeah. whatever. And then and Reese Witherspoon, deci- sorry, spoilers, but Reese <laughs> Witherspoon decides to like stay yeah she doesn't come back to the real world she stays in that world right which is which that world is not even a real thing anyway right because isn't he like go isn't he like in a tv show or basically, something basically but she decides to stay yeah and doesn't want to come back and yeah oh what's his name i'm just about to say mr roper but i'm wrong but i'm wrong oh. I, his real life name i remember he's in the movie i don't remember he now. plays a television technician or something like that the like, guy from from three's opie. company oh yeah <laughs> opie and three's company andy griffith yeah i call it opie yeah what am i my grandmother <laughs> opie <laughs> oh my god yeah no that's a good one we talked about everything other than the show <laughs> i mean we're getting there I mean, we're, we're getting, getting through there. it right. um i mean we gotta do something to fill up this turd of an episode sorry guys it's oh wait sandy and mac got one yeah well we're not even done with lucy yet we're not why not because <laughs> we didn't talk about anything that she deals with which is pretty important shit fine like, guys <laughs> um well no okay specifically what i liked is she's de facto taken over while Eric's out of town, right? Like she's sitting in his office. She's running all the meetings. She's probably been giving the sermons the the whole time, which, which he hasn't gone, but then blah, he hasn't been gone that long, but whatever, like a week, let's say. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here she is. And, and obviously that week that she's been there, people have noticed her and her positive attitude. And she's so unapologetic about it. She's like, not only because she needs to like do right by her dad, which is yeah. that's what he wants her to do, mm-hmm. but also because I genuinely believe her when she says like, I have faith and faith means not being scared, yeah. you know, like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I am blessed and grateful regardless. Yeah. And so I'm going to be positive and I'm going to be here for my family and yeah. I'm going to be here for the church and all these things. And like, that's her attitude, right? Yeah. So like Lou comes in. Which we hadn't seen Lou in a long uh, yeah, time. 
We haven't. Maybe since like season nine? Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. The last time we saw him, I think, was maybe last Thanksgiving when Sandy was pregnant. Huh. I guess so. Probably. I think he was in that episode. I don't know. So he comes in. He doesn't look very good, by the way. He aged Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. Looking sickly. And um, he's like trying to gently indicate to Lucy that maybe this like upbeat attitude of hers, like maybe she should see somebody about it. Yeah, because she's upbeat towards death. Well, not only towards death, but about the like death of her father, like specifically. Yeah. And he keeps like saying things that are incongruous with a man of faith, right? Like, like you wouldn't expect a deacon of a church or whatever Lou is Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, yeah, but like, I mean, he's going to die. And then like, then what's going to (laughs) happen, you know, like not to mention too, if we need to suspend our disbelief here, because like, Lou's acting as if the church isn't run like it's a fucking business. If Eric dies, you call the next guy. Yeah. <laughs> Stop acting like you're going to fucking fall apart when Eric dies. Seriously. <laughs> like, you know you're not. There's a fucking pipeline of people in seminary school just looking for placement. You pluck one out of that line and there you go. Exactly. Just like you plucked Eric out of that line 25, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know? But anyway, so he's like... He's like, yeah, I mean, you know, what's going to happen if when he goes, you know, like, what are you going to do about it kind of thing? And she's like, it's going to happen whenever it's going to happen. And we're going to deal with it like that because it's going to be fine Mm -hmm. because I'm good. Like, I'm cool. Like, I trust that he won't die a minute before it's his time to. Yeah. And And in that, I take comfort. And in that, I have faith. Yeah. And then he tries to be like, you're crazy. Go see someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? It's, uh, I mean. And she has, and then he runs out, right? He's trying to leave, right? Yeah. And she, and she blocks him. Yeah. Yeah. She blocks him. And what does she say? She goes, she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You're doing exactly what I asked the congregation not to do, yeah. which is to be doubtful, to not have faith, to not have a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. And like, And to question me, like, what do you, like, you, what? You know, Mm -hmm. she's like, she's like, you know, we're going to be positive. Yeah. This is the game we're playing. And it's not. get on board, Lou. Yeah. And it's not like Lucy is in denial or anything at all. It's like, it's pure faith and gratitude. Like, she is her best self. Yeah. Really, she's her best self right now. And it, like, high spirits and everything. It's, It's fantastic. But no one believes it because... When someone hears a story like that and they don't see the person falling apart, they're like, well, then yeah, are you guys- you're crazy. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. People, most people just react in fear. Right. So she sends Lou packing. Yeah. And then she does that thing where she like talks to God for a minute of like, uh, you know, that was a challenge and I needed it. And Lord yeah. knows it's probably going to be the first of many, mm-hmm. you know? So even in that moment, she's like expressing gratitude and yeah. continuing to be who she's being, you know? And then later on, we are confronted with Mrs. Beaker, who we haven't seen in a long time. And that was nice. That was nice seeing her again. I feel like Brenda Hampton's pulling out all the stops. Like if there was ever a random character we met, we're going to see them again in this season. (laughs) That's what it seems like. Oh, I hope we see Bink one last time. That means, oh, I need a last Bink. Hurrah. Everybody does. So, 
Beaker is the same shit. Like mm-hmm. she's sitting there and telling Lu- Ru- Lucy that, you know, like, how is she so positive? How is she so whatever? And Lucy's like, Mrs. Beaker, like, no offense because my family loves you. Yeah. And everything that you've done for us, like, why wouldn't we be anything but grateful? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't we have anything but faith? Yeah. And I think she actually kind of turns Beaker towards her light. Mm-hmm. I think she does, but not with Lou, but with Beaker, she was kind of successful. Yeah, because Beaker is not like, you crazy girl, and walks yeah. away. She's like, okay, yeah, like, you're right, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see that, or whatever. Yeah. Um, Which is, again, yeah, I mean, they only do it, they only do two instances, like, of True. Lucy, but it serves the point of like, okay, so she knows how to get through to people. Like she's going to be able to herd or shepherd this congregation, this flock through this difficult time, you know? Yeah. It's funny. You know, like right now this, this, this question just like popped into my head, associate pastor, and she's an associate pastor at this church, but what's to say that like you're guaranteed there? What makes you, you, like later in life and like you bought the house right next to your dad. Right. But she knew that. Yeah. She knew that when she bought that house. That's she true. wasn't ready to move away. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Um but and that's the other thing too. When Lou's like, what's gonna happen to the church when your dad dies? It's like, bitch, Lucy will get promoted. Yeah, Are you seriously. fucking kidding me? Like, what are you talking your about? Your next option Lou? is sitting right in front of you. Yeah. Like what the fuck are you talking like it, it it all just seems like he's just looking for a way to be to tell Lucy, like, yeah, see, get some help. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's trying to be all defeatist about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And Lucy's like, no, that's not what we're doing here. We're going to be positive. We're going to be grateful. We're going to have faith. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Whatever comes, we'll be ready for because God's not, God's not going to give us something we can't handle. Exactly. You know? Which is a weird thing to say if you're not a person of religion, mm-hmm. like I am not, but the logic behind it is sound, right? Mm-hmm. Cause what that's really saying is like, you are perfectly equipped to handle everything that comes your way. Yeah. It's mind over matter. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. That's really what really what is being said by that statement there. Yeah. You call it God, call it constitution or whatever, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, and I believe that. I mm-hmm. I I've, I've I've always believed that that there is nothing that I can't handle. Yeah. that comes at me. Exactly. I might not know right away how to handle it. Yeah. But I'm going to get there cuz mm-hmm. I'm equipped, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Good I, shit. Yeah, I do. I I like that message. I do. It was that part of it really like saved the episode for mm-hmm. me. Like the Lucy of it all. Yeah, I think the only thing that saves it. Yeah. Because on the flip side of all the snow globe shit, mm-hmm. we've got old Sandy and Mac. I don't know coming why. Coming back at us. I don't know why. This was, once again, what, what what did we talk about in the last episode, right? You literally ended the storyline that you had been building for eight episodes. Mm-hmm. The whole, up to this point, the whole storyline of Sandy was, who's she going to date? What's yeah. it going to be? And then all of a sudden, that's over because she says no to Daniel and she says no to Mac. I mean, to Martin. Yeah. So now, you introduce Mac back into the scene mm-hmm. and he's all creeping around. For a hot minute, I was like, oh my God, is Mac going to try to make a move on Sandy? Like, is yeah. this where we're going with this? Mm-hmm. No. W- he's just Martin's spy. Yep. 
which she totally calls him out on Mm -hmm. and he flat out lies about and then picks up the phone and starts talking to him (laughs) ridiculous it's so dumb and what's he spying about spying about simon yeah if sandy has been in contact with simon martin get over yourself like if she wants to be with Simon, that's who she's going to be with. But she has told you over and over again that that's not what's happening. You know what's heartbreaking about this show? They, okay. Find your words. So Martin was very, like, he was a stubborn boy, right? Just wouldn't, wouldn't budge. He was very hard to move. Back then, you Yeah, mean? back then. Yeah. And he had his principles or his morals or whatever his whatever his um, ideas and beliefs were, they were in him, like carved in. This guy knew exactly what it is that he wants and he was a go-getter, didn't need anybody to do shit for him. That's how I felt. Now, with this season, they've shit on a lot of the characters, I feel like. And with Martin, what the fuck is this guy? (laughs) Who is this guy? You're sending Mac to do your recon work? Mac, who you admitted in the last episode, used to be your best friend, but isn't anymore? Exactly. And and what, does Mac not have a life? Yeah. He's just around? Exactly. Like, okay, come. This is what I don't like. It's They're making a bullshit story to fill in a situation that looks bad on all characters. Yes. And it looks bad on Brenda Hampton, too. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> like, yeah. What a useless thing this is. Because guess what, folks? Simon's never coming back. Like, I mean, he might. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Sandy has made it clear that's not what what she's about anymore. Yeah, watch, like watch Simon and Sandy. No, I know, watch. I know. I I already know it's going to happen. But but Martin has no reason to be jealous or freaking out about it right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just don't like that they made Martin to be this meh. sniveling Dumbo. Yeah, like you've been very straight up and straightforward about all the things you feel and think and want to know with all the girls that you've been interested in. He is upfront. Not to mention, especially with Sandy, yeah. you were so anti-Sandy for a fucking year. Yeah. And now you can't even like let her have a Thanksgiving where she's, mind you, sick yep. and alone because her kid is with Martin. Yeah. You know? And like, it's like, you can't just let her do this. Like, you can't just let her have her fucking sick Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. you just have to be all up like in her asshole. Like, Pretty much. She, he's so annoying. Mm. Sandy really knows how to pick them, huh? <laughs> Dude, best taste in guys. It's not her fault. I mean, it is, but like, I don't know. It's fucked up. It's not, I guess, a ton of options in seminary school. She just needs some growing up to do. That's all. I think that's true. Or more like you've done, you've had enough life experience from everything that you've done. And I, I and this isn't from a judgy place. What I'm trying to say is it's like you you have life experience. You have met the worst of people. For sure you have. Sure. You sh- I, th- I almost feel like you should know how to pick them by now. Not in the best sense. You might pick safety. She might be picking the, quite, the exact opposite of what she used to go for and is going to go for safe like Daniel. He was really safe. Mm. He was safe but creepy, but he was safe. Like... I don't we don't know his motives no see because here's what I'm thinking I'm thinking she should know by now like what what she should be realizing by now with all this life experience of hers is 
don't get into a relationship right now. Yeah. Save your life. Like, yeah. like focus on the things that really matter at this point of your life. You've already crossed one of the biggest life moments of your li- off your list. Yeah. You have a kid. Like, chalk that up yeah. and focus on the shit that you need to focus on. She's like 22 years old. You don't yeah. have to find the guy you're going to marry. I know, which is really odd that they're making it that she has to find a guy. Or yeah. not find... I don't know. I don't know that she has to find a guy, but that's becoming her, her focus, story, you yeah. know, or yeah, her story. And it's like, no, I want to see her story be successful at school, kicking ass, becoming one of the very few female priest minister, whatever is out there. Yeah. Like doing, like following her heart, following her desire and getting what she wants. Exactly. Like that should be her story. I don't give a fuck about Martin and Daniel and Mac. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a weak story and it's a cheap way to bring them in and to fill up time. Yeah, very cheap that you said that perfectly. Yeah. It's just the way for them to keep them involved in the episodes in a way that's like irrelevant, you mm-hmm. know, and it just makes you sick of them. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make foster them goodwill. Yeah, yeah, nothing. All, yeah. all I think is, OK, you young 20 year olds <laughs> running around don't know what the fuck to do. Seriously. Which is pretty common now. Right. Should but I? I? But I don't need to see it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I don't need to see uh, it. Yeah. I mean, not when the rest of the fucking Camdens are dealing with Eric's death. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. it's like so incongruous of like, okay, so it, it's al- it almost feels like it's like two different shows. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, unfortunately, why don't you just take me back to that airport situation? Yeah. I'd rather see more of that than yeah. this. I honestly would. Yeah. Oh, we forgot that Eric ends up marrying that guard, that oh, officer, yeah. to his fiance of five years who yeah. keeps like chickening out on marrying him. <laughs> yeah, because she's afraid she's going to lose him. Yeah. Which is like, okay, that's bound to happen. Well, I mean, obviously it's like that parallel, right? Lucy's yeah. dealing with people being afraid of death. Eric's dealing with people being afraid of death. What better way to overcome that fear than to celebrate love and to come yeah. together kind of thing. But um, but yeah, it's just, ugh, this episode is not great. <laughs> I mean, clearly two thumbs down. Yeah. Not even the Lucy stuff saves it. It doesn't. I think for me it does. Okay. I think I'm going to give it one thumb up for that. Okay. All right. I, I see your point though. I get it. I mean, yeah. I don't. You know me in my soft ways. <laughs> <laughs> I I because I really really did like all that Lucy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I think that Lucy is becoming this character where she's able to experience the full range of emotions. Yeah. You know, it's, she starts off angry, then she's sad, then she's, you know, dealing with, um, like frustration. Mm-hmm. Now she's like so grateful and feeling blessed and happy and, exactly. and spreading love and joy. Like she's really becoming this like pivotal character in the show. Like mm-hmm. it's really like, it's become the Lucy show, you know? Yeah. It has been for quite some time. Yeah. And in a way that like I'm here for, you know, like I'm 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 enjoying watching Beverly Mitchell do Lucy on screen. That's true. (laughs) So I believe we're saying this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess that's going to do it for us, folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, As always, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on social media at the number four heavens sake pod. 
You can also find us on patreon.com slash for heaven's sake pod. That's for H E A V E N S S A K K E P O D. Um, we've got our heaven head special tier on there and it's been going for over a year. So there's a billion hours of content available <laughs> for your listening pleasures as soon as you subscribe to that. So that's really fun. And uh, till next time. Bye. Bye.